0: Dear God, this morning we thank you again for your word which brings our souls to life. And we thank you especially for the way that as our life circumstances change, we see new and wonderful and helpful things in your word. And so we welcome your Holy Spirit to move among us as we reflect on this amazing story. And it's in Christ's name that we pray. Amen. So our gospel story opens today with Peter going out fishing with six others, six of the other disciples, out on the Sea of Galilee. Now just think about Peter's state of mind at this moment. After the anguish of denying Jesus three times. After the trauma of seeing his execution unfolding from afar. And then after the euphoria of his resurrection, something unprecedented, Peter now seeks the comfort of his body memory and of familiar routines. A boat bobbing on the water, a well-thrown net, and knowing that the best fishing on the Sea of Galilee happens at night. But then after a night of catching absolutely nothing, Nada, a mysterious figure, appears on the shoreline and tells these seven disciples to throw their net over the other side of the boat. And when they do, they're soon hauling in this amazing catch, and later someone even counts all of the fish caught in that untorn net. 153 fish. If we have a strange number like that, we know that somebody was counting. It's the Lord, someone suddenly shouts. And now our dear Peter, fishing naked, throws on some clothes, and then throws himself over the side of the boat to go meet Jesus. And once ashore, Peter finds Jesus tending a charcoal fire. You can see this picture on the front of your bulletin. A charcoal fire, a charcoal fire. There's only one other charcoal fire in the whole story of Jesus's life. And it's the one that Peter has been trying to forget ever since the one in the high priest's courtyard where peter vehemently denies that he knows his beloved teacher three times he says i am not his disciple the one the courtyard where a rooster then crows and Peter has been hearing roosters everywhere ever since. We've all had experiences like this that just keep on coming back, coming back, coming back to us. Jesus now breaks through Peter's memories and he says, come and have breakfast. And as Jesus breaks bread and gives it to each of them. They're surely taken back to the Last Supper that he just shared with them recently, and they're surely taken back to all the other communion tables that he has shared with them these last three precious years together. And then as he shares fish with them, they're surely taken back To his feeding of the 5,000 along this same shoreline. I want us to be sure to notice this morning one of the other highly symbolic things about this story the 153 fish caught in an untorn net. Just three days ago, I was paging through Rachel Held Evans' book, Inspired, which some of you are studying together in a class together, and she says something about this story that stopped me in my tracks. This untorn net, she said, full of 153 fish symbolizes the church holding a diversity of fish together in unity. And on Friday I noticed that 153 fish is pretty close to the number of people in our own church. Wow. Back at the charcoal fire, Jesus now ministers to Peter in what may be one of the most tender stories in all of scripture. Simon, Jesus asks him three times, do you love me? And three times... Peter responds, "Lord, you know I love you." And then Peter or then Jesus says back to Peter, "Then feed my sheep." I believe Peter's denial is being fully named and faced and forgiven here by Jesus. And our story then closes with Jesus saying to Peter, follow me. The same words, the same two words with which Jesus called Peter along this shoreline three years earlier, follow me. The call to costly discipleship that will eventually lead to Peter's own execution many years later in Rome. So I don't, we're so used to this story, we miss how incredibly astonishing it is. The very man, the very disciple who denied knowing Jesus at his most crucial, crucial moment in his whole life is now the one that Jesus commissions to lead his new community of forgiven followers. And ever since then, we've been gathering around communion tables like this to remember to give thanks for the healing forgiveness and the restoring grace of Jesus to folks like Peter and to folks like us. Amen.